do we try also, the do we just try the intro again or? yeah we're gonna just do it all again okay <laughs> it's just it's just fine guys you're it's just fine all right that's what we do Welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like the office and gets you drunk like an unlikely friendship that leads to a subconscious father figure, a more entertaining internship, or an epic rivalry turned best man. Right? All right. (laughs) You guys know what I'm talking about. I guess. You know what I'm talking about. Here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking all about... Anything and everything in the office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and of course, what ifs. We're your co-regional managers. I'm AJ. I'm BJ. And I am Nick. And today we're talking everything, <laughs> unlikely friendships in the office. Hey-o. Oh, yes. A lot of them. Love them. Love them. There's so many. A lot There's of a them. lot that have happened over the years, for there's, sure. There's a ton of uh, dynamic duos. Oh, yeah. There's some uh, there's, trios. There's, trios. There's some trios. There's some friendships quadros? that should have never existed. And you know ever. what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I might blow your mind with kind of an epic friendship that that boils over at a certain point fairly early in the series. I can't wait to tell you about it. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to do it right now. Until that moment arrives, though, guys, we got to take a moment to <laughs> let you know all about uh, how to how to support this podcast. and, and How do they do it, AJ? If you're listening to the podcast, we really do appreciate it when you drop that five-star review. You're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere that you could possibly be listening to this. There's got to be some way to support us in the way of a five-star review or writing a review and when you write write the review and tell us how great or terrible we are, either way, it's five. Hopefully, star, great though. Give us an a fan theory. Yes, we want to hear your fan theory. We want to know. We want to be able to read them on the on the air here with us, or we want to listen to them. Your yep. voice. We want to hear the inflections. We want to hear the importance in your voice, uh, like we're about to do right now. Hey there, Scotch and Splenda podcast. My name's Kendra, and my fan theory is that Kevin is a sex god. <laughs> bedroom eyes, and he's got that smirk on his face. You just know that he knows how to please a lady. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Where did this go? Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know if I'm all like, discussing I would this. like to submit a motion that we vet these fan theories. <laughs> Okay, that's fair enough. Oh my god! Well, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin the sex god. I've, I've, I've thought of. <laughs> don't I've heard, like it. I don't want to hear it over and over again. I've heard, I've heard Kevin the Cookie Monster. Yep. Kevin the Eminem Maniac. <laughs> Kevin the chef. Kevin, uh, you know. Uh, Ryan Baumgartner is sitting there listening to this episode going, got one. <laughs> got one. What do you think he whispers into a girl's ear while he's picking her up? Like what? The secret is to undercook the onions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> These are my M&Ms. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, uh, I, I, think, I okay. hate this fan theory. Um, I want to argue it. I okay. Think. <laughs> Big I want to argue it. Big oh surprise. My yeah. God. Um, okay. So one uh, one counterpoint. Like okay. Uh, his stamina. <laughs> stamina <laughs> cannot be that good. Okay, we we all saw him run into Jim's meeting. Yeah, uh, or no, I'm uh, sorry, Andy's right. Yeah, Andy's well, meeting. His pitch, the pitch for yeah. the small business the, bundle or whatever. Exactly, yeah. and he comes running in, and he does because he's supposed to be Jim. Like he's covering for Jim, and it's like a like he's jogging in. Yeah. Right, right. And he ends up charming warm up guy. Yeah, the charming warm up guy, and he is panting, out of breath. Has to sit, throws down, up in a trash can, can't can't even finish his thought. So so out of shape. I just I I, I don't know, this I, is tough. You have to see him more out of shape than that. At one point, Nick the IT guy is talking about the yep. computers, and Kevin sprints from sales Correct. to accounting. Yeah, and then is hysterically out of breath. Uh, well, I think I think I honestly, run sometimes to, to rebuke both of you. I think we find out that that Kevin does run sometimes. He he's a runner. Okay, he runs. And show your work. You will be, he says it. He okay. runs. Uh, fun run. Hello. He does that whole thing in full full regalia of his clothing. This is not a real charity. You can't make me run for this. Walking from the satellite lot to the office. Well, when uh, who is it? What's the construction company that takes over the spot? Uh, well, what it's, are the? It's uh, WB Jones. WB, WB Jones. That's yeah. right. Their construction guys keep taking over. Yeah, the one spot. of the one of the five families. And he mm-hmm. will quit. With God as my witness, <laughs> hey, 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 he hey. will quit. Hey, he's a runner, not a walker. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, uh, I'd like to just dive in. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think we're already there. That's what she said. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Come on! That's your one. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin as a sex god, it's difficult to believe, but I don't, I'm into it. And here's, here's where I'm coming from. Here's where I'm coming from. As a larger man myself, as a as a chubby guy myself, I can say with pretty good confidence, the fat guys just try harder. We're more grateful for the opportunity. We're happy to be here. We're happy to be considered. <laughs> What's going on? Okay, so if Kevin, so let's let's talk about let's talk about Kevin's track record here. Yep. Yep. Okay. So Stacy, Stacy, uh, his his that's his fiance, right? Yeah. Lynn. Uh, Lynn. There's somebody else in there too. A fiance. He was good enough in bed. She said, "Sure, I'll lock that down the rest of my life." You got well, locked down. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You but shut your mouth. They didn't make it. <laughs> shut. Your I would appreciate some space on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kevin, so, Stacey, Kevin, and Lynn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's like pretty much it. Hey, let's let's be honest though. He's pulling more chicks than. Uh, Gabe, true. Okay, then Creed. R- Creed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ryan. Ryan never pulled chicks in the. Uh, hey, excuse hey. me. Survivor. Yeah. Joanna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in New York, hooked season, up with a girl. Who season five. Exactly Joanna. Like that. Even distinguishable. Even. <laughs> even. Even Kevin and, and Michael get into it at one point. And he's like, no, no, she would have definitely slept with me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. she wasn't that hot. Yeah. He knows. Uh, he's got his... He, he's got a man, discerning taste. The man has set a standard. Okay. The okay. question is, 
is she hot? Not would you? Would do you her? do? <laughs> respect the game. Respect the game, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Okay, uh, I don't know. Can we send this around the table? Let's vote. Let's and just get send this it. Over Let's go with. full send. I'm, I'm a hard Nicholas. Nicholas, uh, don't say how hard you are here, <laughs> Nicholas. I'm a hard no. I am voting no. I want to go first. No. <laughs> and and if it is yes, I don't care. Let's move on. Ben, ben is a no. Okay, uh, Nicholas. I am a firm yes. Oh wow! And I'm gonna come down to right in the middle here. Oh, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. So you're talking. Okay. And l- give me two seconds here, guys. Uh, give me my 60 seconds. If I may offer a counterpoint here. As long as it's to help support break into my, my case. 60 seconds. Kevin is a drummer. Yeah. Kevin has spent his whole life learning how to multitask. He can divide his body into hemispheres. He can do different things with his right hand than he can with his left hand. He's a skilled man in the bedroom, and I refuse to believe otherwise. Drummers are easily the second or third sexiest member of a band. They're certainly ahead of the <laughs> bass player, for Absolutely. sure. Well, okay, here's, here's okay. a weird It's we like got. lead singer, guitar, bass player. He's playing right, a lot of weddings. Um, he's playing, you know, he's he's got... Uh, he's got sweets. Women love chocolate. Yes. Um, you know, he was able to lock down. He's women. got M&Ms. He's, he's they got... melt in your hand, not in your mouth, BJ. You're talking out of your Wrong. ass. Wrong. You said that backwards. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He's got manners. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I think, I think, so the question is, very specifically, the, the, the person calling in said he's dynamite in bed. Kevin is a sex god. Kevin is That's a sex god. That's what she said. Kevin is god. a sex god. God. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I have I have no reason to rebuke this. Oh my god. I have no reason. <laughs> does it exist in the ethos? I think it does. Oh, no. Kevin Malone, Kevin the Malone. Italian stallion. That's right. Is a god in the bedroom. The only thing we're missing is that hard e on the end, all right? So it's the Kevin Maloney, okay? okay. Kevin's probably god at serving breakfast in the bedroom, but not whatever. Let's move. Is that what, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it? <laughs> well, I think I think that exists in the Scotch like and Splendid ethos. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, we can we can go ahead and move ourselves along to a little bit warmer spot in this show. Yes, BJ. I am very thirsty. And definitely deserve a drink after having to talk about that. Oh, Haven't had one all day. I need a drink. Yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> I, need I need a drink, a drink right now. <laughs> just, just a little, little nippy. So can't make it to Poor Richards. You go to BJ. Speaking of Poor Richards, oh, how about we do a not so poor whiskey? Because okay. this is a fantastic Irish whiskey that hey. we're doing. Because guess what? It's St. Paddy's Day week. Oh, right around gosh, the corner. A couple yeah. days. Thursday. This Thursday, St. Paddy's Day. So, right around in honor of St. Paddy's Day, holiday. I thought I'd break out one of my favorite Irish whiskeys. Yes. All right. You fellas. So, we are drinking Yellow Spot Ooh. today. It is a 12-year-aged uh, Irish whiskey. This goes through three different aging processes over 12 years. First, it's, it's aged in a American bourbon. Then it's aged in a, a Spanish sherry, and then it's also aged in a Spanish Malaga. Okay. Yeah, I said that I, right. I hope I hope that's something I'll appreciate. Yeah. It's a it's a very sweet 
cask. Okay. okay. That's where you get the sweet finish. Okay. So it's the nice. final finish. That's all you really need to so know. So three times over yes. 12 years. So it's, it is absolutely fantastic. For everyone who knows what Yellow Spot is, it's kind of their, um, it's their third tier up. Um, okay. Whiskey. So they have a, they have their green spot, which is their everyday. That's kind of their baseline. It's fantastic. Great. Just, Daily drinker. It's, it's a great, just everyday Irish whiskey. I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's a very nice bottle. Okay. If you'd then, like an Irish whiskey, but you don't want to be a terrible person drinking Jameson, green spot is a great route to yes. go. Yep. And then, then they have their, their blue spot, then their yellow spot, and then their red spot, which is yes. their top tier. Okay. okay. And so we have right what I would call the sweet spot of that, <laughs> which is the yellow spot. I think Kevin knows where that sweet spot okay. is. Okay, we're gonna move <laughs> on yeah. from this. <laughs> no! Uh, I'm just saying. So boys, let's pop a bottle. Ooh. And it's good. Pour it up. Let's clinky, see a little cheers here. Hey, thanks for bringing it in, man. Yeah. You guys keep bringing in all these very complicating sounding um, like beverages. Well, if you had anything whiskeys. here that's not garbage, we just drink yours. Well, damn. <laughs> that was rough. That was really rude. I don't know what I've got that's so bad. Uh, but you know what was rough? That sip. It's Ooh. smooth. And it's different. It's it it is different. I can I, I can smell the difference. It's not like it's it's not like different like a scotch or like a dog wound or whatever you said. No. <laughs> <laughs> scotch. It's a wound rinse. Yeah, a wound rinse. <laughs> <laughs> My poor dog. Yeah, caught a thorn in the paw. Yeah. All right. I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot here. No, we don't, all want don't shoot it. Just sip it. That's crazy. No, I think I'm just gonna shoot it back. Yeah, we all every, everybody comes for the esteemed Splenda rating. Okay, I You're know. Right. I know why they're here. Have you course. had any no Splendas yet? I don't think I have. I think, I think your lowest, lowest was quarter packet, quarter packet. On, uh, Caribbean finished Angels Envy. A- Angels Envy. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse right. me. That was my AJ's pick too that I called. I yeah, said that was gonna be the one that you like. That's a great. Okay, here it comes. Here it comes, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, it hits so late. <sighs> Hang on. I'm trying. My lips are a little chapped, so. I'm trying to get out of my mustache. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on, guys. And then, you know what? But, it, like, it hits it. It warms up the chest, which is great on a cold, you know. But isn't it smooth? It is smooth because it doesn't burn me on the back of the tongue. Bingo. Yeah. So, so am I hitting that? Am I talking about that the right way? Yeah, it's warming, it's soft, but not aggressive. I okay. like. I would describe it like as like velvety, velvety. As it's a it very goes down, great sweet whiskey. Yeah, it's got it a like, good viscosity. As it, it, in, it as it enters your mouth, it's like a velvet feel. That's okay? what it's she said. Soft. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's worthwhile, guys. I I don't, man. I don't know if I'm. I don't know what your your Splenda rating is. Hard goose egg on the Splenda. That this is. I'm 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 pretty confident in this. Half a packet. Half, half a packet. packet. That's, a, that's a half a packet. Is that where he was last week with the uh, with the uh, whistle pig? I, yeah, was, I believe so. I I think I ended up at three quarter packet. Okay, with the whistle pig. Whistle pig's a spicy ride. This has got a it good is. amount of spice from that sherry cask. Yeah, it's got a great sweet finish though. It's very like I don't know. It's very approachable. If you were to have this as a nice like high end pour at a fancy restaurant, if you're like, give me the sweet yeah. tomahawk ribeye 
and Ooh. a double pour of the yellow spot. Like that's a great dinner. You can take me out for dinner any day of the week. All right, if, that, if that's what, if that's what we're having, I'm gonna have pizza and not this later on. <laughs> uh, so get uh, a Bud Light. <laughs> Gross. Uh, well. Well, we're sponsored by Budweiser at yeah, this I point. Know. In which case, uh, Budweiser made with quality ingredients. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, yeah, I think that's about where I land on this as far as it goes. But we, we if there's if there's one thing, it, this is this is pretty friendly. But I think more friendly is the friendships in the office, guys. Hey, oh, look at that segue. I think we need to talk a little bit about this. But who's got some softballs here? Uh, there's there's a lot of friendships that happen in the office. Um, and they're unlikely. The unlikely friendships is what we're after, though, yep. more today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The ones the, that aren't necessarily the ones that you would be like, oh, yeah, I can see why they're BFFs. Like right. Stanley yeah. and Phyllis sit across from each other and have for a decade plus. They both work in sales. Like, I mean, right. Even then, I, I would say but, it's unlikely, you know, and then it comes and then he what? He ends up carving a little wood, <laughs> a little wood <laughs> bird bird out of her yeah. or whatever. At the yeah. End. But like, you know, they, we sit close together or we, we sit, sit close. close. Yeah. Sit Stanley close. and I are close. We sit, we sit close. Yeah. <laughs> they would even, I think everybody on, on, honestly, it's kind of yeah. every single like friendship you could almost softball up because these people aren't friends. They're not, you know, they're, they're, co-workers. they're co-workers. co-workers. So anyone workplace, that becomes friends in yeah. that workplace is a little bit of a unlikely. I mean, you got the more easy ones. And then you Wait, have Let the, me lob up uh, a short, nice one. Okay. Okay, that sounds how great. About, how about Pam and Concussion Dwight? I love it. <laughs> I don't know if that's soft or not. It's short, but it's definitely sweet. Well, I think I know that, that was Pam actually... And Dwight, as, as a whole, yeah. obviously, have a much longer friendship. They become good, close friends towards the end of the series. Yeah, and but season true, nine, Dwight says that Pam is her best friend. Like, yeah. That's his best friend. Yeah, his that's pan. very true. And, but no, uh, so the beginning, so we already kind of, we've touched on the injury a whole bunch you oh, know, yeah. throughout this, and we don't need to get in too much detail, but the iconic change that happened in Dwight when he got, when he crashed his car on his way to pick up Michael after yes. the injury, right? Mm-hmm. And then he becomes essentially the opposite of himself, but becomes like a gym. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah. like a non flirty version of Jim. He's, He's just, just like a, a laugh, joke around, yep. have a good time type of coworker friend. He throws the, pr- uh, the, the prism duo sport. Yep. And it's, it's, it's broken. No, I'm just uh, kidding. I could throw it all day. It's like, you know, like little, like, jokey the stuff like that. Songs are that, all in Russian. Yeah. Ugh. And he, she's just over it. She's like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jerk. And, and then, then she's just shocked, like, yeah. Oh, oh. That's funny. Yeah. Like, that was actually a funny joke, you yes. know? And then I, what, they reference it, like, in much later episodes where, uh, you know, Pam's like, do you remember your concussion? And he's like, of course I do. You know? <laughs> like, like, Dwight, well, I've always considered you one of my closest friends. Do you remember your concussion? <laughs> like, Well, and it's such, there are so many sweet moments in that whole process. Um I'm so glad we're talking about this because we've had so many episodes about just negative people we just despise. (laughs) And we get these moments about even people that we do despise a little bit, Dwight, that are really, really, really nice. Yeah. And uh, like at the the very end, when Pam is helping Dwight out, (laughs) uh, out the door, and we see... see 
It's like, oh, Pam, you're adorable. I was like, oh, my goodness. And it's just like, it's like, well, it's like, well, I'm just saying goodbye, okay? It's like, well, I'll, I'll be back. It's like, yeah, but it'll be different. Yeah, it'll be different, you know? Yeah. It'll be different. It'll be different. Those are the moments that I think that is, to, to be honest, I think that is the moment that um, that friendship is really born. Yeah. Like, more so than anything else. Because that was the seed. Yeah. And then you can tell, too, because, like, season one, Pam in early season two, Pam is, like, not a big fan of Dwight. We're almost like... Oh, 100%. They, like, he is, like, domineering towards her as yeah. his position as assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. And she just doesn't like him. Yeah. Right? Then the injury happens. Very overbearing. And he kind of turns into the guy that she will make fun of. Mm-hmm in her realm of yeah. the office. But if someone, a stranger were to come in and make fun of Dwight, she would defend him all day. 100%. For sure. Like has his back. Like, okay, he's one of us. We are on the same team. Like he's just like, he's my little brother. I know? know how Dwight is and you don't yeah. get him. Yeah. You don't get him. And, yeah. and we get and to make is... fun of Dwight because we've known Dwight for years. Correct. And we put up with yep. Dwight every day. You don't get to make fun of right. Dwight. Right. It's, it's yeah. the same way that she treats Michael. Yeah. Like, like it's okay for the office to judge and make fun of Michael, but like at the Dundies when the outsiders at Chili's make fun of Michael. Oh it's, yeah. <laughs> it is unacceptable. Yeah. Right. And they all end up having Michael's back. And that's that's like a perfect example. And then it blossoms into a true friendship, and which yeah. I think leads to a next great unlikely friendship, which is Jim and Dwight. Jim and Dwight. And that I think that yeah. takes us to a pretty his, big one. His bestest minch. Yeah, bestest <laughs> mensch. <laughs> yes, the bestest mensch. Um, well, and I'm going to start it right there, though, too, which is at the very end. Because when you get to see Jim courting Dwight around for all of his, like, yeah, all these amazing bachelor oh, party yeah, vibes, like... Somehow it is like when it comes to Dwight and you've got to give him the bachelor stuff. Normally it would be like, hey, let's go out and shoot some guns and find some. No, they shoot a bazooka. Yeah. Like, Dwight just with cigar in mouth is with just like, give me mouth. that thing. And I, like, th- there's something about that shot of all of them standing around with their cigars in mouth and like just intel with Dwight seeing this bazooka and just firing it off yeah, and just like that. You're like, that is a bachelor party right there, man. Um, I don't know, man. I think uh, Dwight and Jim started off as obviously the biggest adversaries right. of this entire show. Oh, it, yeah. w- it was so much fun to watch both of them just go at it for like constantly and hear about what Jim was doing to Dwight at any point in time. However, like when they finish up that you find out that, Jim is his his best one of his best friends. I, yeah. I don't know how he describes it. I can't remember yeah. it. But and Pam is his best friend, and they are they get along so well at this point. It's phenomenal. So I, the, I love their all relationship. the all the guten pranken guten yeah. pranken for the for the bachelor party Belschnickel uh, yeah. and <laughs> like yeah. traditional traditional. Uh, this is another point where you really see their their friendship because yeah, Dwight is devastated he's, that he's leaving. He's yeah. leaving, and it's a traditional Pennsylvania German Dutch or Pennsylvania Dutch, Dutch. Pencil, Pennsylvania Christmas. You got it. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it one way or the other, guys. And uh, but but it is. It's 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 a hundred percent true. And the moment that Jim decides that he's going to leave because this was all kind of a joke 
to yeah. to Jim. Yeah. And and from from there, uh, when he decides that he's going to leave, Dwight is devastated. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's mad. Heartbroken. He, I mean, he's he's literally a little kid throwing a tantrum that is like. Dad is leaving, or is, yeah. you know, like that—that's what it is on Christmas, right? Like, yeah. and I think that's like what it represents is, and you can really, really see the friendship like coming through there. And he hits him with the the the, the like bundle, yeah, of, the bundle of switches, or, yeah, whatever it is, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, is it Best admirable or impish? Admirable or impish? <laughs> I've deemed you impish, ah, and he just like, <laughs> Ow. He just yeah. hates him. Yeah. And then the the breaking of the pig rib. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all over Phyllis and yeah. Creed, and like everybody is just like, just snaps. It's disgusting. I love it. But it, again, it's just like this representation of like how deep their friendship really is. Like, and, and Dwight is just all about it. He, yep. he, he really, Dwight really cherishes, cherishes his friendship. Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, you see it. A great scene is obviously when Jim is trying to obviously not cheat on Pam. Yeah, um, and in the hotel when they're in Tallahassee, correct, Kathy, and, yeah. Kathy, and yeah. what, a what a bitch! I mean, sorry, so aggressive. Whoa, well, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, but yeah. she knows what she's doing. Home wrecker is what I would have said. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, she, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you're okay. cut off. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, he's only had one <laughs> sip of that whiskey. You're cut off. It's too early for that. The hell I am, Morella. <laughs> Continue. All right. Uh, so the scene, I love that whole scene and sequence with um, the bed bug. Oh, right? God. And, oh. Uh, <laughs> and some of the best bloopers that have happened, oh, yeah. too, by the way. Yep. And he, uh, you know, how, how did he walk? Was he was he fighting? He's all he run away like scared this. or did he strut away smug? smug? I hope everybody listening to this, just like all three of us, just did the bed bug walk. Because <laughs> you know so smug. the bed bug walk. <laughs> I, think that, I, think that's, I think that's definitely like, if you ever hear us talk about something, the bed bug walk, you know what we're doing. Oh, we yes. know. Oh, it's yeah. it's going to be a theme throughout this podcast <laughs> now, so just keep that in mind, guys. The bed bug walk. Yep. <laughs> so smug. So smug. Uh, yeah. Just like and this. Then, That's a bed bug. And then, so then Dwight, he's also having his own inner, um, you Turmoil. know, struggle. Conflict. Yeah, yeah he's, and he's like deciding whether to sleep with Nelly, to try and help his career, whatever. And then at the end of the episode, they end up laying in Jim's bed, eating ice cream Eating desserts, man. Yep. And they're just like chilling out like friends. Like, you look back to season one, two, like, never would have anybody oh, no ever way. seen that scene coming. Yeah. There's just something about these two guys and delicious desserts that will bring them together. Uh, <laughs> Give me another example of a delicious example is when they throw the uh, uh, birthday party yes. for Kelly. And they find out that, you know Shoot. what? Dwight got a great cake for, yeah. uh, for or was it Jim? Jim got the cake. Yeah, but and, he didn't know if there was an E between the L and the Y. Right, but they 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 fixed it with the chiclet. Okay, it a, it's, <laughs> it's either good. a TV or a pillow. It's <laughs> correct. Okay, and so so that is the thing. They're they're sitting there at the end of this whole ordeal, going through this whole day. Kelly's birthday. They messed it up all the way to this point. Yep, and they are sitting on the couch uh, out in the front near reception and just enjoying cake together. 
You know, it's it's a very it's very reminiscent it's like of what happens. Like a wholesome moment for sure. Absolutely, they're they're appreciative of each other's work, the, the whatever they brought, so they didn't have to go through this alone. No, and I, I you're right. Okay, so I take it back. Desserts, desserts bring them together, man. Yep. So, but I don't know how long we could go on about Jim and Dwight. We could talk about it all day. I think everybody listening knows their relationship and kind of like obviously yeah. that's like a huge one, kind of like a. A common one. How about I throw one out there that is that is a big one to me. Okay. But I, mean, I think it's an underrated growth relationship. Okay. Michael and Aaron. Oh yeah. And their relationship together. Okay. Michael and Aaron. Okay, so let's like think about the beginning of Michael and Aaron, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he was in the Michael Scott paper company. She was hired um by Charles Minard. And he comes back in as boss. And immediately a, yeah. pranks her. Yeah. Like, you know, they they started off on a bad foot, basically. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. And and then slowly grows where where Aaron definitely views Michael as a father figure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and the show pivoted to that on purpose. You know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Like to sh- to get the emotion there. It makes sense. And then you kind of like like the as they grow all the way to like Secretary's Day. That episode, I'd call yep. that like the the straw that broke the camel's back as far as like Michael kind of finally understanding how yes. Aaron views him. Yes. And then he like leans into it and then like really embraces her as like part of the, the yeah, you know, the Dunder Mifflin and family. The office family. Yep. Yes. Like, like finally accepts her after that episode. Because yep. originally he didn't want to go to the restaurant with her, didn't want to do any of that. Oh, no. Like, always mess up your day, order. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's uh, just. I so asked for extra pickles, pickles. And, <laughs> and they only put like onion. they only put like five or six on here. Uh, okay, I'll Actually, give you a bowl, bowl of pickles. pickles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. the and pickles. So, yeah, and they <laughs> they kind of evolve together and become like a true like mentor mentee father yeah. like nice father you know, daughter kind yeah. of dynamic and almost. i love those yeah. like those moments that they have and that um that you know you kind of grow to like love aaron through that relationship and then after michael leaves you kind of like hold on to that yeah. and then you own aaron as like a main character uh, well because I was, of that relationship. and i was gonna ask i was gonna ask do you, do you think that that's why aaron is so much more of an accepted character in in the series at that oh, point sure. because of the relationship that her and Michael had. I think so. Well, I, and, I mean, another good episode for that is like when they do the uh, the Glee watch party at Gabe's place. Oh, definitely, right? I love like, that. That's episode. a great. That's a great episode for that because it's very much like you can tell Aaron is like it's almost like bringing home the boyfriend to meet the parents. Yep, like it is. She That's wants is. the she wants the approval. She wants to get Michael's All opinion. She, she wants, wants Michael to love Gabe. To, and, Why do and, you care what I think about? Yeah, you know? I'm not your yeah. dad. Yeah, but they have the whole and you're like dad oh. moment. And he has this he has this like moment. It's like oh no yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god that's yeah. a great episode for that. She also has like. And I like Aaron overall, but I think maybe my favorite Aaron line of the entire... Not my favorite Aaron scene. That's a different scene. Okay. But my favorite Aaron line yeah. in the entire series is, you will not see him while you're under my roof. And she's like, I hate your roof. I'll raise the roof. Oh, <laughs> like like that enough. scene outside, I yeah. love. Now, my absolute favorite Aaron scene... Okay. 
of the entire show was also with Michael, and it was whether they see Holly's engaged or not. And she has the happy sad box, yes. and there's no ring, and Aaron does the bottle champagne. And the, or Michael shakes yeah. the bottle of champagne and sprays it, and she's screaming. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's, check the box that I like Aaron, period. Like, yeah. that scene, I love it. Two bottles of scotch, both yeah, sad. Both sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has her throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so... Uh, by the way, that that whole uh, I have I, I I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it for at least a second. There was also a wonderful moment when they're in the whole watch party with, at Gabe's or whatever. Isn't that is, is this not when uh, Dwight puts the baby like yes. to, to bed, oh, yeah. like and yeah. quiets the baby yeah. down for she's Jim and Pam? She's reverse cycling. She's reverse cycling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and but this is before Jim and him were close. It's Speaking true. of, because uh, he's uh, Pam's like. She loves him, and Jim's like, "Love is a strong word." And Dwight's like, "She loves me." She loves <laughs> when like, Jim is feeding Dwight the pizza, the pizza yeah. and the beer, oh, he, does that, he does that. <laughs> he does that freaking noise that. Yes. <laughs> when Jim's going to give him the pizza, <laughs> now a sip of beer, a sip of beer, and he just. Like, it's just the most it's the I, I think it might be the most like emasculating thing to Jim ever in the series. At when this he's point. describing like how to get her to stay happy or content or he's like, go to your freezer and get yeah. a lump of suet or suet. any animal fat really will do. <laughs> I doubt Gabe has a suet. <laughs> I doubt Gabe has suet. So ridiculous. Oh no. Oh, I love it. All uh, right, AJ, name one. Go. Na- just name one. Yeah. Name one. Do okay. I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you a very random one. Go. You guys haven't thought of this. Go. One yet. Yeah. Right. Dwight. Yes. And Charles Minor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like it. Think of this friendship for show for, your work for yeah. the for the <laughs> sh- for the short time that it lasted, and it it starts really when when. Uh, Dwight is called in by Charles Minor, and he says, Dwight, take a seat. He's like, I'd prefer to stay. He's like, no, that's weird. No, Have a seat. That's yep. weird. <laughs> you're going to sit. <laughs> you're going to sit. <laughs> that, that line is like an, a perfect, like, Dwight, like, like he is not the alpha. Yeah. You know, and like he is not he, the he alpha. He de-alphas Dwight yeah. in this situation. No, and, and that's weird. No. You're going to sit. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> super, like, normal, like, yeah. common sense. Yes. <laughs> and, but but Dwight, Dwight really, like, takes this on. He's just like, he's like, I really appreciate your work ethic. You're very... Focused. He's like like a wolf, and he's yeah. <laughs> like a wolf. They, thank you. They shake hands on it, and he's just like, it's firm. It's firm. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this immediate respect between the two of them, yeah. and the reason I bring this up is because of how how like over time, but also kind of how quick in the series it deteriorates. Yeah, yeah. In, very in, quick. It, it's very quick in in the realm of the office because. It's only it's only a few episodes. I mean, how yeah. many episodes was he even in? Uh, Michael Scott Paper Company, five? that whole arc. The whole, yeah, yeah. not a lot. Six. I think it was six. I think, I think it was six it... because he makes an appearance later on too. Well, yeah. So yeah, he's seven for the picnic. company picnic. Yeah, and and so this is that's the thing. I I I just I bring this up because it's it's one of these faux relationships that yeah. happens that that. Um, 
Charles Miner is trying to make a really big impression. And he just kind of seeks out who's the top performer. You know he gets yeah. to look at numbers and stuff. Yep. He sees Jim as, as like just a slack off. Yeah. And then he has Dwight, who's like this performer, looks good on paper, all this stuff. He had a great first impression with Dwight um, and a yeah. terrible first impression with Jim. Exactly. Yep. But guess what? Like, that is what mattered to Charles Minor. Plus, yep. you are exactly right. Like, on paper, Dwight is the better employee. Yeah. Like, if all he was looking on at paper. was sales and, and just performance, like, Dwight is the better employee. Yeah. For sure. 100%. So there's this funny thing, and it's and, and the reason I just bring this up because it's some sort of statistical thing uh, that like Navy SEALs have this have this thing that they it's this balance of performance and reliability. How much do you trust a person and how well do they perform? Okay. And almost nine times out of ten, the person that you trust more with getting something done or that you trust to perform a task is they're going to choose over the person who will overperform. Meaning, Jim will do what you need to do. And it's not that you can't trust Dwight, but he's this overperformer who's yeah. got this big head about himself. And so you can't trust Dwight to make these decisions, a.k.a. when the downfall of it all happens, yeah. you two are morons. You two are morons. You two are morons. <laughs> <laughs> you do a pretty good Charles Martin, Yeah, you right? do. And... <laughs> and Got it. Yeah. It, Are you it. also hiding back a, an English accent? Yeah. That you're, no, you're not a good one. <laughs> Show us, Morella. Nope. But and and that's what it kind of comes down to is this balance of like, oh no, I see, I see Dwight and he's this overperformer, and then I see Jim and he's this like slack off or something like that. Well, I do more work than you should, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, one of the best exchanges in the entire series is literally uh, that. Oh, oh no, I am, but I am working hard on this. He's like, oh, you're working hard on this. Yeah. Working hard on this. Well, not harder than I should. Why work harder than you should, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's we've said it before yeah. i'm sure we'll go through like top cringe that's my worst episode New it's boss, a rough one for sure it's a rough one there's just there he cannot do right no. there's nothing jim can do or say yeah. that's going to be correct in that episode exactly and i i also like to point out that some other random friendships with charles minor would include any of the ladies in the office that <laughs> they feel like that they they have this tie. He is uh, aware of the effect he has on women. Perfect. <laughs> that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> so that's a that's another uh, unlikely friendship that happened that obviously just gets torpedoed. So I have a theory. Okay. I mean, and I want to send it around the table. I like I'll this. Take okay, it. we'll we'll go for a vote on this. That I means mean, a vote is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Charles Minor did not know what a rundown was when he challenged Jim <laughs> to give him a rundown. I've got a deep theory on this, man. I know, and this has been flown out there, and this is a theory that I thought about a long time ago. That's why he won't explain it when Jim kind of starts asking little questions. Yeah. Like, he won't go into details. Like, clearly, he was asked for a rundown yep. by his superiors, he didn't really know what that means. Probably just assumed it was like a standard operator. He's new to the company. Yeah. But he didn't want to act like he didn't know anything. Correct. And it's a standard, like, I don't know situation. So he passes it to Jim. Correct. Who, who is a very confident employee that uh, his boss, David Wallace, loves. But he, does, but he doesn't like. 
but he doesn't right. like, so he passes it to him. Mm-hmm. And so when Jim's like, you know, asking questions about it or anything with it, yeah. Charles gives him nothing. Like yeah. doesn't say like even just like, oh, I just need their their name, contact, and their sales volume or he does, anything. He doesn't like, give an explanation. Because he does not know Correct. what the rundown is that he is asking for. Yeah. Uh, this that's my whole big thing. Do you have anything on this, or do you want me? I'll, I mean, I'll play contrarian for the sake of playing contrarian. I like this. Wait, I, that's my job. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so it's opposite day. My so my theory is very close to what what you're just saying. Right, is that um, the rundown is brought from uh, David Wallace? Okay. There is evidence of this because David Wallace later on actually asked Michael for a rundown. Hey, do you have that rundown that you're going to go over? Whatever the verbiage is, he asked for a rundown from Michael, meaning that a rundown must be a task delegated to a branch manager. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, Michael is gone. They don't have an interim branch manager, meaning that uh, that Charles Minor is actually taking over for these branch manager tasks uh, in the meantime, okay, he gets asked by David Wallace, I need to run down about this. He doesn't know what it is. So instead of going through and actually asking exactly like you said, instead of seeming incompetent, he asks a person who should technically maybe know, but who he doesn't like, who is expendable in his eyes, Jim asks him to do this rundown for him in the meantime. So if he fails... That way he can blame it on Jim. Jim is out, right? Yep. And then from from there, uh, he can just place all the blame there and and kind of move on and get a get and get an understanding. So that is my thing about the rundown and why he didn't go to Dwight because Dwight is the type of guy that if he didn't know, he would ask follow up questions. Correct. And so he did not want to go to Dwight with this theory. Excellent point. Or, or this this question, because Dwight would have asked follow-up questions that yep. he did not have the answer to. Yes. And so he knew that. And so he went to Jim, the overconfident, you know, in his eyes, the overconfident, lazy guy who yep. would, or in his eyes, even maybe like the it's guy that- about- that, it's all about perspective. Yeah, and it and like in his eyes, like David Wallace like thinks so highly of him. He's ready to be promoted to branch manager. He's probably told right. Charles Minor that, like, oh, Jim's Jim's the guy. Jim's why the guy. why Jim's let guy. the fallout hit your top performer? No, yeah, go yeah. to the guy below and, and just you know who you feel if, is just a, a. So Jim was either going to succeed, make him look good, or mm-hmm. fail, and then Jim would fail, not him. Correct. Yeah. He can take the credit or he can deny it. And that's yep. a good place to be when you're in his position at this point. So here's where I'm at. Nicholas, you seem like you got something to say. And I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to take a drink before I, before I hear this. I think uh, Charles Miner's behavior can be boiled down to the simple fact of, I think Charles is just kind of a dick. <laughs> I think he just doesn't like Jim. So he comes to him and he, he knows what a rundown is. He says, Fair hey, enough. can I get a rundown of the clients? Anybody who's been in a business for a decent amount of time, you, myself, BJ, anybody could tell you, hey, can I get a rundown of the clients? Is probably just, hey, can I get a summary of these clients? A broad a overview. Bit? Yeah. Like, can you, can <laughs> like, you, you give, give me, me a like, broad overview? Tell me what they've got for current inventory. Tell me what they're ordering normally, what their contract value is, whatever it may be, right? Anybody who's been in business for a decent amount of time is going to know, okay, you're just looking for sort of an overview of the client yeah. list. And so I think he doesn't answer 
because he's just kind of a dick. <laughs> I think he doesn't want to tell Jim because he doesn't like Jim and he doesn't want to give him any extra information that he doesn't have to give him. So if Jim is coming to him and he says, hey, and he can tell Jim's not really sure what he's looking for, he sees this as an opportunity to sort of screw him over and say, like, well, I'm just looking for, you know, your average rundown. Hey, just keep it simple. Like, just keep it simple. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what did you need for do just you, keep it simple? Do you man. have one that I can maybe take a look at? Yeah. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Okay. So right before we're going to throw this around the table, yeah. I want one more like counterpoint. Okay. Play. Well, that's my counterpoint. I know. To you is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, I'm sorry. Please continue. Yeah. You're the bastard of this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing contrarian for the sake of dialogue, BJ. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> look at the okay. Look at look at Charles. Yeah. He is a high level employee yeah. at a new company mm-hmm. that he is learning right yeah, on yeah. the job. Okay, he obviously has work experience and and everything else that makes him qualified for the job. I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay, he does not know what a normal quote rundown summary overview looks for Dunder Mifflin. For this company. What is normal to put in this report? Yeah, that may be very different from Satikoy Steel. Yeah. I mean, he is he's he is intentionally pushing it off on Jim because he does not know what's normal. What does David want? Does he want sales? Does he want clients? Does he want number of clients? You know, there's a million different things that like maybe he doesn't understand. Is he gonna do too much and look like he overworked, like spent quote, as he said you're spending this much time on it or is Why it work harder than you should? Yeah. Or is it a very ultra simple, like, okay, Dunder Mifflin did, did this, you know, like Jim did, you know, yeah. Fill yeah. in the blank. Yeah. And, and so he does not know the company well enough cause he's new to understand what David wants. And he then pushes it off. So in that regard, I think he does not understand the rundown. I may torpedo my own theory on this. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, now, now it's it all has to do I with. I think he's just an asshole. I man. think I, th- I think <laughs> I think he's just a jerk. You know what? And and I'm not. I'm going to say this. Oh God, we got to move on from this. But I have to say, <laughs> I got to say. Like there's two things about this is that maybe the the other turn for my brain is that he's trying to sabotage Jim's like time like his his like he's making Jim take up time rather than spending it with clients and calls and sales whereas he's because because he says to him great when he when he walks in with that may have expanded on a few areas that you weren't prepared for but he's like great fax that to everyone on your distribution list yeah. <laughs> He doesn't even fucking look at it. Yeah. He doesn't look at it. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. No. Right? And so that's my big thing. It's like, I guess if I was going to <laughs> devil's advocate on myself, <laughs> he he basically says, I don't even care, fax it to everyone, and there's no repercussion from when Jim faxes it to his dad. Right? Okay. <laughs> yes. You're right about that that but please the, fight me on this but the fax it to your distribution list comment to me sounds like charles wanted no responsibility of even seeing it uh, as a like i approved it he sent it 
that way if he did send it and it wasn't what Charles's boss wanted, you know, David Wallace, it was like, it never oh, my gosh, me. like I was so busy I didn't yeah. even read it. You know, like he just he just it's, sent it out. It's and still I the idea. It. Yeah. It's still the idea he could push off the blame and it's on Jim. whatever. I don't okay. think he understood. Okay. I'm going to vote yes on this theory, by the way. I'm going to yes, send it around. Yes, yes, that Charles Minor was... Didn't know what a rundown was. Just pushing was. it off. And he Didn't know. And he pushed it off on Jim. I'm going to vote no. I've been no this whole time. I think he's just a jerk. I think he comes in as the guy who wants to you know, bust kneecaps and trim the fat and come in as the guy who can look good as the person who makes the hard decisions and... I think he's just being an asshole. I think he doesn't like Jim, and so he pushes it off on Jim, and then when Jim isn't sure what's going on, rather than offer any help or actual guidance, he says, okay, maybe I can see this slacker that has this great relationship with my boss who's probably shouldn't. Maybe I can see him fail a little bit. Yeah. I think he's just a jerk, man. <laughs> like, okay. I don't think it comes I down to I, like a yeah. malicious wait, did, scheming did attempt. Yes? I think he's just an asshole. <laughs> I vote yes. Okay. Oh, oh. Everything you just said is irrelevant. It's a thing. It's totally Two to thing. one. Scotch and Splenda ethos. Uh, yep. It doesn't matter. Bullshit. We're having a good time. Anyways, how about some other uh, unlikely friendships, guys? All right. Nick, I think you're up. You were definitely up, Nick. I love Oscar Kevin. Nice. Oh, man. I don't yeah, know that Kevin. it's like an unlikely Hate friendship ball. necessarily. <laughs> I really enjoy the dynamic between those two. I think that... Uh, like for instance, when Kevin and Oscar are going back and forth, when uh, Kevin finds out that Angela is cheating on Dwight and she's busting his balls about the form, and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't realize I was doing such a whorish job, yes, on the form. And like, Oscar is giving him feedback on his insults to Angela. Oh, is yeah, is hysterical. The fact that they play that paper football game, the hate ball back and forth because of how much Angela hates it. Well, the, like they have such an amazing dynamic. Yeah. And it's clear and it clearly does not involve Angela. Like, and, I and think, that's what makes it special, to be honest. And for instance, I think that like say when Oscar made the um like the the Kevin Cookie Monster video, right? I think, honest to goodness, that that was Oscar's attempt at being your Jim Halpert of the situation. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the prank. It's just the shenanigans. Like, it's just the nonsense back and forth on that scenario versus something like malicious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just him trying to bust Kevin's balls a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that was a... Uh... That's a good point. And Kevin didn't quite understand what was happening. Right, <laughs> you know, he's and, Kevin. And then Gabe, you know... Stuck this himself is, in that situation. This is violent and offensive. This is violent and <laughs> offensive. <laughs> no, I think that's good. I think they kind of like, they they grow together. I mean, obviously like the desk clump. And even, you could even like, if you wanted to like throw Angela into that mix sure. too, like they, they, all three of them grow. And I know we talked about the accountants a lot in the accountant episode. Of course. And we all had our picks. And, yeah. And, you and were yours wrong. was wrong. And mine was the best. <laughs> yeah. But it I was. I voted two to one. Isn't that how it works in this <laughs> That's case? true. You live by the ethos, you die by the ethos. <laughs> I love bitch. it. But no, I, uh, I think, I think you absolutely yeah, nailed it. I love Oscar and Kevin's relationship because it's a, it's like a, they're not meant to be friends in yeah. any sense of the word, like 
no reason would these two people become friends. And yeah, but they grow to love each other, support each other, and honestly, like Oscar tolerates Kevin mm-hmm. for every all of his Ke- Kevinisms, we'll call it, and and then Kevin just is a truly like I do believe that Kevin in his like baseline function is just like a good person yeah like he's not he's just a, bad, a good dude he's just not a bad person you well, know and he's i doofy, think i think but he's that, a good dude yeah i'll go out on a limb here no and I, I do think oh, that boy. their relationship is maybe the the one of the best ones in the office like whether like not over the top it is not like under and like oh there's some some drama here their relationship is the most real as it gets. They work in the same department. They get along with each other. They create these games. They can joke with each other about their own flaws and everything. Yeah. And I think how it's one of the How is your gaycation? Gay oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like, that sort of stuff. You know what I mean, though? Like, it's offensive. It's horrifically offensive. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. But, but, like, Kevin thinks it's all in good fun. Like Correct. He's yeah. just, oh, this is a great joke. Like, Oscar's going to love this joke. I thought of that and, two and, seconds after you left. And Oscar... <laughs> Oscar and Oscar was all there for it. You know, yeah. he he accept he's very accepting of it. And he's with Kevin. Kevin is his friend. Like he knows that right away. <sighs> Think if it was Angela who said that with her yeah. same disdain and disdain yeah. and raised eyebrow because she sucks. would not have been the same re- like reception. Yeah. So it's that's not what, what you say; it's how you say it's it. How yeah. you say it. <laughs> <laughs> So I really do think that Oscar and Kevin have one of the most like genuine friendships in the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you got another one? I I may have another one here. Lay it. Okay. Can I can I talk about an unlike like an unlikely one or that one that should have been blossoming but did not? Absolutely okay. not. Is that okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Please, yes, go ahead. I'll start it with a quote and you guys can just tell oh me how God. easily you've caught on. Good night, Mary Beth. It's Creed and Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they know each other? Why don't they know each other? How come you and well, I never... We did. We did. Okay, okay. This is going to be... Let's save this for the Creed episode. <laughs> Should we save yeah. this for Creed? It'll be, it'll be next week. They don't yeah. have to wait yeah. long. Next week, Creed. We can chew on this one for I, a week. I'm and, okay with that. I'm yeah, okay with that. I think I think this is a, a Creedism. We'll call it. <laughs> You're I've been doing a lot of isms. Two people that sit across from each other yeah. who apparently have no real connection at all. Well, Creed, just he is on a different planet. Yeah. <laughs> but his, like, obviously... That planet beamed, sprouts mung beans. Yeah, he's dip. obviously beamed in <laughs> daily from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and then beamed out because he does not... I mean, we already talked to him in previous episodes where he's trying to explain to Jim what happened while yeah. Jim was gone, you know, like, he's totally. just, of, of course, like Mary Beth, I think it's a mix of, I don't care. Yeah. And a mix of maybe a little being a senior, yeah. maybe, maybe a little previous drug use coming I think back. Creed did so much acid. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just youth. having some flashbacks here and there. Like, I think, I think Creed, we got to save it. We got to save it. I'm tired of looking at Meredith. Would rather have a seat facing the red redhead. <laughs> <laughs> also, fun fact: Meredith's a redhead. Well, Meredith's yeah. a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <that's> exactly. <laughs> All right, then fine. Then I then if if you were if we're gonna save that one, yeah, put a I, pin in it. Then I present. Then I present the annex. Okay, Toby Kelly. 
Toby Kelly. Ooh, not quite, guys. Or oh, Kelly Gabe. I'm going to present. I'm going to present Toby, Clark, and Pete. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about that? Short lived but fun. The Mustache Boys. The Mustache Boys. Yeah. Smile, Smile like men's, men's prostate. prostate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yikes. Now, talk Toby's about mustache is so upsetting. Talk about one of the most cringe moments in the entire series. That is one of the worst ones, uh, guys. He like just says all. this to a random stranger lady with her child on the street. Come on. Yeah. And like I know they're doing it for the good good the good cause, Movember, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you can't tell me that that was okay. Not at no, all. No, not at all. And like like Toby Toby bonding with I will Toby Pete and Toby Clark. was bonding. They were not. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't think they wanted anything to do with Toby. No, of course they did. Toby is your divorcee, right? Yeah. Toby is the single guy, and he is living vicariously through Clark and Plop. Right? When he's li- he's he's feels like one of the guys, like one of the early twenties guys, because he gets to hang out with them and bond with them. And such, right? It's he's like so hard to watch. It's man. just his general attitude when he's hanging out and talking with them. He's very like, I don't know, casual. He's very like, "Hello, fellow kids." Steve Buscemi meme. Like, yes. it's just sort of <laughs> yeah. his entire demeanor when hanging out with those two. There's a shot of him walking into the annex and then like just slapping his hands on the. Sh- they're both their shoulders, just yeah. like, "What are we looking at?" And like that kind of thing. And it's just a Ugh. very awkward situation. And, and and like like I say, Toby really takes to this, and the I'm other not guys, a fan. I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> the, Clark and Pete take to it only for the fact that they're the new guys. So well, they have to. They have to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is they have to. And they did. And they first, did go through the mustache thing. I know. Yeah. The, I like that Clark's mustache, even after most of a month, is just essentially a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. You mean Dwight Jr. <laughs> Dwight Jr. <laughs> yeah. So and, and it's even brought up in the meeting with Jan is that he's been he's been growing that mustache for weeks. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> when they're at the white pages. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's rough. So all right. I'm gonna give throw, me a good one, guys. I'm gonna throw me, one more out good. and we can wrap this okay, thing up. Let's wrap let's put a bow on it with yep. this one. Daryl and Andy. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'm mainly talking about one episode here. I think we all know. I but think you are. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Keep, keep going. But they kind of have like, they, they weirdly become a bond. And then the episode, obviously, that I'm referring to is the pigeon. Or, With the text, yeah, the pigeon, yeah. the text episode. You gotta stop texting. You gotta text. You gotta one stop more, one me. more of these. I'm blocking your number. Yeah. <laughs> or one more good text, and you're gonna give me a high five. So you're agreed to these terms. <laughs> so you're agreed to these terms. And, and it ends with, come to the parking lot. Crazy pigeon action. What? <laughs> he goes down, and there's a pigeon eating the, the ice cream or whatever oh, cone. God, dude. Now and that's a text. That's a text. <laughs> yep. I freaking love it. I love Daryl and Andy's. Well, they're Bunch fun too with like their band that they jam yeah. with in the they're in, in the warehouse. I think that's a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, the, all those all those guys. There, this is clearly some like filler content. Like because like, hey, these guys are musicians. We should yeah. have them like play some music together. Yeah. I bet that'd be a lot of fun. And they do. And it is a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. It's, but I think it actually blossomed into a real friendship where even like 
Daryl actually likes Andy. Yeah. And my proof to that would be gunslinging Dwight. Yeah. All right. Because Dwight shoots the gun off, hurts, <laughs> hurts, hurts Andy's ear. And he's like, I think I need to go to the hospital. And so Daryl immediately, because they're friends now at this point, it's like, I'll take him. And like, why you limping? And he's immediately like, why are you limping? What's wrong with you? My ear. Okay. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, right. Okay. And he starts walking normal. But who was the first person to jump up and take care of Andy? It was Daryl. It was Daryl. They the became hospital. friends. Like, he, he, he took care of him. He fucks with him in the hospital. I kept looking at him and going like this. And he's just <laughs> mouthing words. He goes, he just kept calling himself a, a gun gunshot victim, victim. And it got <laughs> to me. <laughs> Team Daryl all day. <laughs> like, Greg Rose is hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. The limping thing is has to be a callback to to when Michael got slapped by Pam. Yeah. Same right? thing. Yeah. It's gotta be it, right? Like, yeah. why are you limping? Yeah. yeah. And in another big one we never brought up, which is because it's too obvious, is the Dwight Michael, obviously. Yeah. Ah, Dwight and Michael. I mean, yeah. Which we'll have to hit on like a part two. But we'll hit we'll hit that on part two. That's like yeah. a that could be an episode in itself, Dwight and Michael. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's kind of interesting to see how like all these friendships and how they have changed over the span of the entire series because it's it's almost like watching two different two different shows. Oh sure. When you when you get to season eight, it's it's really feels like a different show altogether. Yeah. Um, even even before that, in se- in in season seven, when Michael is on his way out. And Steve Carell's like leaving, and and we bring in all these other options and whatnot. It seems like a very different show, and I think that I think that's a big catalyst for like how a lot of these friendships finished up and blossomed and like really came about, you know. So I don't know. It's really interesting. I think that's a good it's a good place to stop on on the first take of like these unlikely friendships yeah. in the office. This is going to be a, a multi a multi episode for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for part two. And I think we we deep dive in. I think we I think we did a really good job of like doing the small fun ones. Good point. Maybe yeah. next time we do some big ones. I think yeah. I've been to some big deep I think ones. We'll have some your big Dwight ones. and Pam full scale or Michael and Dwight like we were yeah, talking about. Michael and Michael and Dwight. You've that's got, a big one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't even talk about we we talked a little bit about Phyllis and Stanley. We yeah. talked a little bit about where uh, you know, uh, if even if you talk about like what about K- Karen and Andy, you know what I mean? Yeah, things sure. like that. There's a lot of friendships that happen in this, or you know that don't happen in this. I guess <laughs> <laughs> that that I think are still very important and relevant to the pr- progression of the show. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, awesome. Well, either way, guys, we really appreciate you being here with us. And uh, we can't wait to hear more from you uh, when you're leaving your review. Five stars on Spotify. But you got to get over to Apple. And uh, Apple Podcasts, you can write a review and also leave us your fan theory. Yes. Yes. And if you can't do it there, reach out anywhere on social media to us. It's just Scotch Splenda, at Scotch Splenda on just about any social media platform. And if you can't do it there, then you've got one last option, and that is Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com uh, to reach out and leave us a voicemail, write us an email, write us a fan theory, whatever you've got to do whenever you can. 
Send okay. us a voice recording. We'll put you on the podcast. We yeah. Would, we would love to hear Bet. your voice here on the show with us. Uh, anywhere on social media, you can find me. I'm AJ Vens, A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S. That's AJ Vens. Anywhere on social media. What about you, Beach? You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok with I am the Beach. That's Beach B E E J. Follow me on both of those platforms. Uh, you can find me, Nick Morella, at just about anything at Nick Morella. That's N I C K M E R U L L A. Find me at uh, Twitch. That's where you'll probably see the most action from me. Otherwise, you can see me on. Uh, Twitter, if you like beer and whiskey stuff, find me on Instagram at Morella Nick because uh, and I've done some I've done some research on this. I, I falsely accused him of being from New Jersey. That bastard Nick Morella is from Philadelphia. <laughs> what a who <laughs> follows me? But you can uh, you can follow me there on uh, Morella Nick. So all right, guys, thanks again so much for listening to Scotch and Splenda. Next time we will catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. <laughs>